Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to be taking a look at how is this home learning thing treating everybody, the students, the teachers, and the kids. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 41 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. Well, partner, how are you holding up? How are you holding up? Talk to us. It's been a long what week, a week and a, two days. It's it's something. I tell you what, you know, highs and lows for sure. Um, it's not what I thought it would be like. It's it's a totally different. It's like being a new teacher. So it, it's a it's been a journey. I will tell you. Can you tell us about some of your highs on this journey? Yeah. Well. I think the highs of the journey is that, you know, it's all of this is a community. And so it's like all of you going through something really intense, but together. So that's, you know, kids, other educators, parents, and then just globally. So that is kind of a crazy thing. You know, that video that, that you had liked this morning that I tweeted out, um, that was really, really powerful to me because it was the video. I, I don't even, you know, I don't pay attention to details and I'm hazy on who even posted. It was like teachers to teachers or something like that. Um, but it was really interesting watching that because so much of that resonated. I was like, Oh, that's how I feel. And that's how I feel. And I know that's how this person feels. And so it was just this video of like this group kind of expressing, like how they're processing and all of their feelings and all the things they would say to their students. And it was like, if you had an opportunity to do it, they said so many of the things that I feel and the things that I want to say. And so you realize that we're all connected in this way, even though we feel so isolated and that we're, you know, processing this on our own, you realize that teachers around the world, everywhere are all kind of having this similar internal struggle right now and that is that is a really amazing feeling because nothing I don't think has ever been this unifying that it's affecting every single person um and so you know it's just it's it's pretty humbling because then it makes you realize okay I'm struggling but I'm not the only person struggling it's like me along with all these other teachers all these other parents all these other kids and it's like together you know, we're kind of trying to find our new way. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, you think, you know, for someone like me and you who love technology and, you know, incorporated things like that, uh, it would be a little easier in terms of, you know, rollout. And, and it's hard when you're not in the classroom and you're not with the kids and that's your norm. And, you know, and then you're trying to have your kids do their work and, they're in two different grades and it's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a roller coaster and, you know, and people like us who are tech savvy and people who aren't tech savvy and they're just doing these amazing things and they're trying things and they're not giving up and, you know, they're leaning on each other. It's just been such a, such a cool thing to see throughout the world. Yeah. I mean, I, it's interesting because when we talked to Joe Lynn a week ago, 
everything was just on the cusp of launching, right? So you do all this preparation and it kind of reminds me again, like I just, I genuinely just keep feeling like a brand new teacher and you know, this is year three. So usually this is like kind of your sweet spot. And so it feels, you know, we didn't know what this was going to look like, but we prepared, like we all prepped, like, like you said, you and I, this is like what we love. We love being able to find um, tools and all of these creative ways to make learning come alive. But the difference is, anyway, so we rolled that out and it didn't feel like I thought it was going to feel like. It didn't look like the way I thought it was going to look like. And it was this big shift. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and the difference is for you and I, we use technology to enhance things. So we're going to use it and we're going to use it as a tool and we're going to bring kids in and there's all these creative ways, but the missing component is that face to face. The missing component is those connections and like in real time. And then you and I are both super enthusiastic about these things. And that just kind of, you know, exudes from what we're doing and, and it, brings kids in and they're excited. And so all of a sudden you, you have to have all of that, but you, you can't, it's not all in real time. So you're not teaching something in front of them. You're putting like a video or something together and then, and you're wanting to hook them, but it's hard to get to them. And so it's just, a, it's a different way of doing it. And it's, uh, it's, it's just different. And, but like you said, I think what's amazing is the amount of community. Like you have told me so many teachers have reached out to you um, and a lot of them in the younger grades and they don't have to be doing some of this stuff. And they are, they're intentionally seeing, Hey, this would really benefit our parents. This would really benefit our kids. And so we're going to bring this in. And that is a remarkable thing to see. And I love that. And I, I love that you've been in a position to like offer that support. And then, you know, today I was talking to Carla, it's National Library Workers Day, and she's our media specialist. And she is awesome. And you and I both just love Carla. She's our fact checker. And, um, and she was calling me because she is setting up a Google classroom because she wants to start reaching out to the kids and, and have these little, I don't even know, interactions, um, you know, with books and with her and, you know, and I was showing her how you can use the kitchen and like getting kids like just engaged in that. And again, I'm so proud of her. She's never done something like that. And she was like, I don't know if this is how it's supposed to look and all that stuff. But, you know, you rely on those people and you, you say like, okay, I need your support and I need your feedback. And is this, am I doing this right? And I think that's the thing is like so many of us are in that moment of like, am I doing this right? You know, and even though we have all this background, I find myself saying that a million times, you know, because it's like we're using it differently we might be even still using the same thing but we're using it in a totally different way and it's unfamiliar so it's uncharted but you know you dive in you, you try it yeah and i think about that when you talk about the connections it's like you know you high five and everyone coming in the classroom it's the energy it's music playing it's the jokes it's the relationships and that's hard and i've noticed 
you know, Mrs. Willis teaches first grade and I don't think I've ever seen her record herself reading a book before. But when she reads, like she stops and like asks questions and Ryan's on the edge and he's like saying like the answer to the questions and she has like such perfect wait time. So it's like, I'm on the edge as a, as a parent and a fellow teacher. And I just, I just love that she's doing that. And, uh, and it's just so awesome. And that's a first grader and he just loves it. He lights up and, um, you know, we get to have those conversations. Uh, the hard thing is for my third grader, Mackenzie, um, Mrs. Garcia is like, you know, that's her best friend of the world. You know, like she sits, you know, right up front all year, right by her and probably asks her, you know, 36 questions a day, you know, it's like, what perfume are you wearing? What's six times three, you know, those, that's the relationship they have. And I was, I actually called Tessa tonight to tell her what a great job she's doing and like how hard she's working. And the problem Mackenzie has is everyone has questions and, you know, so they want to ask these questions and Mackenzie wants to connect and be like, how are you doing? You know, and, you know, ask her. And I told Tessa, I was like, you know, some people just need to hear those things. And I told her what a great job she's doing. And she just has that classroom management via Zoom, you know, and that's a hard thing to have. And it was, it was really cool to just talk to her because I know her hands were full and just, uh, you know, just talk about how things were going. And, and Mackenzie's having a hard time just because she can't talk to her all the time. And my favorite part of the day was every day I'd see them walking together front of the line, just talking about everything. And, disease missing that now so it's it's tough yeah that is tough and you know when you're talking about so you have the teacher kid connection and that is such an important part of the classroom climate but how you were talking about jokes and stuff and then uh, from kinder all the way up to eighth grade but especially in eighth grade because these kids have that's the perk of being at a k-8 these kids have been together, most of them, for years and years and years and years. And in my homeroom today, um, I had three kids that were saying, hey, we've been in the same homeroom every single year since kinder. And it was really, really like, a, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I forget that these kids know each other so well. And so part of your classroom climate, the, what makes that dynamic is each other, like bouncing things off each other and I'm only a portion of their learning so so much of science especially and stem is them exploring and puzzling things out with their peers and them like having these self discoveries and and but it's them it's them having those moments and this is a totally different style you know and so that's tough because I'm used to them relying on each other and them having to have that, that struggle where you don't give them the answers. You're not, there's not one way and that they really need to communicate and collaborate and all that stuff. And, and then all of a sudden they're all learners. And so it's like these little pods of learners and um, it, I want, I want it to go back. You know, I want them to like rejoin and give them that, you know, that unity and then the all together, then they kind of solve these things or tackle these things. But that's super difficult remotely. I mean, in the scenario that we're doing, is it possible to do that? Um, if you started day one and everybody, you, you know, if you're all starting things that way, 
yeah, it's different. But for our scenario where we're hopping into it later and we're trying to, you know, put something together kind of on the fly and, and get that to work, that takes time. And so I want it to be here, but we're here, you know? Yeah. And so, and thought, and, oh, go ahead. yeah, so no, it's just that, you know, we're, we were already here. So it feels like <laughs> going here, knowing what these kids are capable of and what it looks like when they're soaring and they already know how to do that and they soar. And so now I'm kind of like here. So. Yeah. And it's hard. I was on a, I was talking to a fourth grader today and he was like, I never thought I would say it, but I miss school and, and having people to answer questions and so much about our school culture and what we've been building for years is working on those soft skills and, so much of that is embedded within every teacher, every subject content, and that's how the kids grow. They 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 learn from this, and it's a struggle when uh, parents are working and they're trying to navigate through these different websites, and they don't have a shoulder partner or a group or that one friend to really support them as they try to navigate this. And uh, he's like, I can't believe, and then just went off about all these things he missed and. Uh, it was just really cool to kind of hear him list off those things and how important the, that human connection is and to be able to answer that question like in the moment, you know, as opposed to, you know, sending an email or waiting your turn on a Zoom. It's just, it, it was really cool. Now going back to the uh, Mrs. O and then I, I just loved what Mrs. Patty did for Mrs. O with that Animoto video. Is it called Animoto? I think so. That's how I would say okay. And then, I mean, those quotes are just so powerful. I couldn't even choose a favorite one. I tweeted it out and I was just so blown away by what, what these kids said and where they were reading. It was just, it was just a pretty powerful video and just, there's just so much awesome stuff happening around the world. And mm -hmm. you tweeted out that Apple video that I just absolutely love uh, talking about creativity. And, you know, she has that great quote, which I use the announcements today about, you know, we had no clue what this pandemic was going to do to us. You know, we could not imagine how this would connect us. And, you know, just all those stories and, you know, all those things that, you know, happened on our campus, within the district, within the state. It's truly, you know, it's awe-inspiring to kind of sit there and watch it. And, you know, it's hard to soak it all in. You know, I haven't been on Twitter the last couple of days. And uh, it just, it's, 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 you know, and just, moves you because this yeah. is the world you know you know this is an amazing profession and teachers love what they do for a reason yeah i i know and i like i think you know as you are well aware i keep going like it's i'm just on this roller coaster so i feel super overwhelmed and then I'm all good and then I'm overwhelmed and then I'm not overwhelmed like workload but just overwhelmed with feelings like it's a lot of feelings and um you know and I what I want things to look like you know it, it doesn't necessarily translate into that right now and but it's a process and again I think it's just that we already had our stuff established. I mean, this is like right towards the tail end of the school year. And so this is, especially for eighth grade, this is the time of, you know, the traditions. It's when all the traditions start to unfold. And so as we get closer to that more and more, then you start to feel 
kind of that void of like, oh, this is not, you know, this is not how I imagined it. So, um, you know, it kind of takes a toll. And then, and then I don't want them, I don't want them to be separate. You know, high school is, is tough because it's like a reshuffling of the deck. And so kids that have been together for years and years and years, they go into this big pond, you know, they're going from the pond to the ocean or whatever. I don't know, water analogies, but whatever. So, you know, and, and so I want them to have that like a little bit of time more with each other just to, cause we have such great kids and, and today was so special for me with my, the zoom meetings. I mean, you know, it's tough that our whole life is boiling down right now. All of us as teachers, it's boiling down to video conferencing. That is, that is where we are right now, right? So we're using a platform with Google Classroom or Canvas or, you know, I think those are the main ones. And um, you use that and then, and you're putting your stuff up there, but the way you're going to get to connect is with Zoom. And so I look at that and sometimes I'm like, oh, I just, I just want to see them in person. I just want to have this connection. But then I look at that and I'm like, thank God for these platforms. Thank God that we have Zoom and Google Meet and that we're able to have those, a different kind of connection because I savor those times. I savor that time to sit down in front of these kids and like say, like, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, there's maybe two questions about assignments right now, but they just want to talk. They want to, they want to talk about um, their pets and they want to talk about, you know, what they're scared about. They want to talk about just stuff. And that's, you know, middle school, that is an important part of their age. And I feel so lucky that I have a way to still do that. So when I have my homeroom, and I have, you know, nine of my kids show up and we're just talking about goofy things. And it's just like, everybody's laughing and you, they don't want to get off. Like they don't want to get off after an hour. They want to stay on. And you realize like, you're still making those connections. They're just going to look different. And you are one of their lifelines right now, as far as navigating through all of this stuff, but you're the one consistent thing that know is going to be there on a certain day at a certain time and you're going to help them you know it's just going to look different than it used to and I think I had a hard time with that the first day I see first through eighth grade and I'm like all right I'm going to chunk out one hour of my day and have these office hours you know first through eighth grade is <laughs> a big a big spectrum there it really and, is and that first day it was it was probably my my toughest interview where they just want to sit and stare and look at each other. And I thought it was going to be, you know, I'm just like, you know, shooting out question after question and just getting these one word answers. And, you know, they just wanted to see a familiar face. And I actually talked to Nicole DeVargas who teaches at Legend Springs. And I think it was actually on Tuesday, like after day two. And I was like, I was like, this is tough. I was like, this is not working. And, you know, we were able to like, kind of like troubleshoot some things and she's kind of going through the same little things. And she's like, they just want to stare at each other. And then she's like, we got to open it up and, you know, do things with them and, you know, make it like our classroom and, you know, bring them to life. And, and I had to like, you know, reevaluate and be like, you know, when you're in your classroom, you're in your element. And like right now, everyone's out of their element. 
and they're there for a reason, whether it's just to see other people or, you know, something that's comfortable, they're there for a reason. And, you know, that's what you have to embrace. And I, I had to come back and reevaluate and, you know, we've been doing games. I talked to my PLC with Liz and we got, you know, she shared some great ideas what they were doing uh, just to liven it up a little bit because I, I, I can't just sit there and, you know, ask these questions. I love like checking in, like today a student showed up that uh, hadn't been there and, you know, and then the student stopped and she's like, oh, you're doing what you did with me. I'm like, yeah, I got to check in with everybody, see how they're doing, what they've been up to. And, you know, they're showing pictures on their iPad of what they've been creating. And it, you, you're getting to know kids in a different way. And it's, you know, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. It is. And, and you're right. It is in a totally different way. So, you know, at first I'm looking at this going like, okay, <laughs> you know, this kid's in their room. They've brought out every single pet. I mean, we've seen like what, what kind of, you know, habits they have as far as tidiness of their room and like just their personalities and you have siblings coming in and out and you, you know, you're, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. But then you realize like you are in their home, you are sharing a different part of their life and they're so excited to have that they're excited to be able to talk about like one of the girls was like oh this is a pillow that we had made after my mom's wedding and talked about that and just different things and it lets kids get to know their peers like you know one of the boys has I mean he's basically Dr. Doolittle so many animals a huge menagerie <laughs> And uh, some of the kids were like, I didn't even know he had all these pets and they're so cute. And like, then they're talking and it's allowed kids to kind of connect people that they hadn't really connected with as much in the past. And so again, it is kind of a shuffling of the deck. It's just, um, I think that uh, I, it's so hard to like, you know, as teachers, you kind of loosely know where you're going, like what you want to do and, and like what your kind of loose plan is to do that. I'm not talking necessarily just content or curriculum, but more your climate, like your culture of what you know you want. And it's really hard because I feel like we're having to kind of um, allow this to help guide where it's going to go we don't have full control over that it's kind of like a all right we're kind of along for the ride for part of this and you know there's certain things that we're going to do and that we continue to do but you, it can't necessarily look the way we want it to look just because we want it that way and that is super hard you know that's really really hard to kind of just have to say it's going to be different but it's going to be good the cool thing is kindergartners are doing this. They're getting on Zoom and learning these things. And yeah. Think of like how computer literate these students have become because of this. You know, kinder all the way through medical school are, you know, having classes on Zoom and it's just so cool to connect and kind of see these things. And I, I just love uh, Mrs. Barry. Congrats to Mrs. Barry. She's just hired as our second grade teacher. She's the student teacher with Mrs. Willis. 
and they're both in there and they're teaching lessons. They're clapping out syllables. I'm like, yes, yes, this is what it needs to be. And they're taking turns and, you know, she's not even unmuting them and muting them. She's making them do it themselves. And uh, just, it's really cool to see. And like, so I kind of just sit back and marvel at how talented these people are. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, some of these student teachers were robbed of these great things, but they're gaining so much more even via this type of technology. Now we always start off with how do we nail it this week? We didn't even start that off there. Do you have a, do you have a, a great nailed it for us this week? I, I know I we're like did. midway through. I know I did. What was my thing? Cause I, um, hold on. It was, Oh, you know, I think for me right now, my big nailed it is, um, tomorrow night I start, um, parents are going to start picking up their rocket stuff. And so I, you know, a lot of parents are working, um, from home. And so, you know, I was trying to find ways to get everyone their stuff in a way that would respect kind of their schedule. So I have these three different days at three different times and tomorrow's the first, um, the first night for that. And I will tell you the parents and the kids are so excited and I, you know, you and I, I mean, that the, the cool thing about eighth grade is you don't get a ton of emails, you know, like you get some, uh, obviously with home learning, you get a lot and, but typically the kids are the ones communicating with you. And so one really neat thing is I have been able to connect with so many eighth grade parents, uh, because of the shift of everything that we're going with, uh, going through. And, it's been really cool because I've had some really awesome interactions via email um, with parents that I really haven't had a chance to talk much about. And they're so excited to do this rocket thing. I mean, it's a tradition and, and people watch, you know, some people have older siblings that they've seen, but a lot of the kids have just, they'll say to me, I would sit out in kinder and all these years and watch the rockets and watch the rockets. So well before I was there, I mean, this has been a tradition at that school. And so the excitement around that and finally like figuring out how to get everyone their supplies to have all the supplies. I cleaned out my garage this weekend and organized everything. And, um, so I'm super, super proud of that. That was a huge nail bit for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, that next phase later on for sure. Now I think you have to think about how could you live stream this like via like YouTube to get it on the SV Facebook page and even like Twitter. So that would be a pretty cool thing. Are you talking about the launch out. or for like the no, pickup? No, for the launch. Oh, that's pickup. for sure already I think. Like I'm oh, for nice. sure going to do that. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's awesome. the plan. Yeah. I'm proud of you there. I mean, and Tebow doing her, her uh, yeah. live stream of the chicks, you know, it's like so cool. I went on there at one point, there was 15 people watching that live stream. That's so cool. I mean, and she really had to like, you know, that took some time. It, that took some time to figure that out and that it was important to her. That's the thing, you know, as all these teachers, they don't want to let things die. They're like, I don't mean the chicks. I mean, obviously we don't want those to die either, but I mean the dreams, these traditions and they are, people are going to extreme measures to still bring those things that have always been. And, you know, and I think that that goes back to like us with the announcements, like you're, you're holding on to the tradition of something to continue that normalcy. It's because it's a part of who we are. 
and Tebow with those chicks and the hatching, like that's a tradition, you know? Yeah. So true. Well, this was, this was one of my hardest weeks in a long time. It was, you know, a lot of downs versus ups and above me, you see, there's not a lot of light above me. Now my daughter's been doing dance via zoom and I have already talked about how she kind of struggles uh, with paying attention during these zooms and dance is no different. So she's kind of coming out today. I think she came out to go to the bathroom and, you know, it's, it's just hard for her to follow along on, you know, a zoom, but she's in class. She's like around her friends. It's like that connection, like she can see everybody. So it, it's been a little different. I love it. And like, she wants me to come watch her. And so it, you know, it's different, but like, she needs that. She needs the people. You know, that's what she needs. And, you know, we try to give her her space and walk away. And, and she's like, they can't see me, my, my feet. They can't see my feet. I need light. And I have this remote fan that's I've probably been out for like two years. And I just haven't had the time to fix it or even bother with it. So I was like, all right, I go on YouTube and after I fix my van light, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I can do anything. You're I'm like, I'm basically, I'm basically an engineer, an electrical engineer. So I'm, I'm like, all right, I order the part to Home Depot to the pickup to the lockers. Like I've talked about before I go in, I don't touch anything. I scan the QR code. The thing pops out. I barely touch it. Like, you know, I run back out and you know, me like, you know, we're, t- afternoons are like trying new things and working together i'm like all right if we do this together you get this reward and lo and behold my daughter's there i'm teaching her how to turn off the circuit breaker box like looking at the wires like you know we're doing this whole thing together and it's like hours and this thing is just not going on i even have like the energy thing you know i don't even know what those things are called you know to test the energy flow and everything um and so i mean she's like being so patient and you know the lights never come on the lights are still not on and then she just implodes because i was like there's the deal if the lights come on you get your reward and and we we had we had a rough uh, a rough night and you know where you just look back and you're like what was I thinking? I was like trying to teach his like life lesson about like the deal was if we do this together, we turn on the lights, you get so-and-so. And And I I stuck to my guns and I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking Uh, during this social, social isolation that I was trying to teach her a life lesson where, you know, I should have just given it to her. I mean, it was probably three hours, three hours, like going back and forth. And, you know, every single time we'd go out to the circuit breaker box together, I'm like, all right, I need these ones on, these ones off, you know? So, um, it was, uh, that was a hard, that was a hard, a hard lesson to be learned. Yeah. But you like, I love her reaction, how you were saying like her reaction when you said that she wasn't getting it and how she was like, I spent hours with you. (laughs) I just love that. It was was trying to teach a lesson, but it was the ultimate parent fail. And I think she taught you a very important lesson, actually. I think it was a life lesson, but it was flipped. Oh, it totally was. And it was, it was, it was, I don't know. I just, I'm just having nightmares going back and forth to it, but it was a hard, it was a hard week. It was a hard week on many levels for me. And that one, I, I chalked that one up as a big L for me. 
but you know, you move on, you grow from these things and that's what you have to do. You have no other choice in this time and age. And the great thing is like the PLCs and, you know, this is the first year Deer Valley has rolled out the PLC model. And I think there was a big uproar when parents first found out that the PLC day was going to be on Wednesday. So in the middle mm. of the week, there would be that early release. And then we moved it to Friday and there were still kind of like those rumblings of this is not going to work out. But the PLC is just, it's been so impactful for me and all of my students. And you think about these connections of the PLC during this time and people hopping on their PLC and supporting each other, working together to do all these things. And I, I don't know where I'd be without my PLC on so many different levels. And I'm just so thankful for this PLC model and this time that we've had to collaborate. And our PLC is a little different because we do everything we can to be in person. Like, you know, a lot of the, the PLCs would do Google Meet or Zoom, but we were just adamant about being in person and together to doing this. Oh, so sorry. There. I was oh, no, you, so oh, no. hard. Oh, you weren't to... blinking. I was like, I was no, like, you weren't I was blinking. Listening. I was freaking out. I was like, I was like, I was like, are you frozen? Um, so, you know, and we thrive off that physical connection of being together and like just that energy in the room and, you know, the little side conversations and, you know, and we've had to shift that and it was just so cool how it has shifted. And uh, you were talking about this is your third year of teaching, year one. I mean, we had uh, Arizona teachers uh, had a strike. And then year three, you have a pandemic. I mean, you've been on quite the roller coaster as well. That's true. That's crazy. And then uh, and earlier, I talked about creativity. And, you know, I mean, kids are just doing so many cool things. I mean, everywhere, just the most amazing things. And you were at the, the beginning of this. Um, we met that Friday going into spring break. I mean, that might have been, or no, Saturday, like March 15th or something. Mm -hmm. We were doing some emails for Astro Camp and trying to get things organized. We were still in the mindset that we're going. Mm -hmm. Schools hadn't been shut down. And so that was the last time we were together uh, for a long while. And I forgot where I was going with this story. Do you know where I was going with it? Uh, creativity. You said oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yes, yes, yes. So about creativity. So then, uh, you know, and your family kind of led this, like, you know, like they did uh, talk about your birthday. I don't think we ever really talked about your birthday and, you know, what a, what a special day you had. Um, you well, were supposed to be at, you were supposed to be at Astro Camp for your birthday, but I talk was, about, yeah. Talk, well, about the, I, talk about the day in whole. The day was really good. I have to admit though, when I found out, we weren't going to Astro Camp. I had a little bit of a pity party and I was still at my sister's and I was talking to my daughter and I, I like birthdays. Like I like birthdays because I like I to not. be a, I know you don't, but I do. I like to celebrate people's birthdays because I really like to make them feel um, the love on that day. And then um, and then I like them for me because it's one time that I get to see a lot of people that I care about. And so I, you know, I really enjoy that part of it. And so when I found out about, you know, Astro Camp being canceled, and then on top of that, realized that I would be locked in my home for that birthday, I said to my daughter, like, 
I'm going to have the worst birthday ever. Like I love birthdays and all of my happiness has been taken and I am a people person. And this is, this is just going to be awful for me. Like I'm devastated. And she was like, no, we're going to, we're going to make your birthday good. And I was being such a baby about it. Cause I was just like, ah, it was hard. I was still processing a lot, but I didn't tell you that part because it makes, it's not, I'm not proud of it, but I, I was a little bit of a baby. So it's fine. And so that was kind of where things left off. And then, you know, um, I came in one day when we were doing announcements and he and his sister kind of bickering about something. And, and he says, well, she wasn't in the room, but he was like, well, they're trying to something fun for your birthday and, and they want to do a photo scavenger hunt. But I told him that you would with me and that's what you want to do on your birthday. And so my daughter's furious because he's ruined the prize. And so anyway, this is all leading up to my birthday. So I just think I'm playing catch with Sam and I'm having this photo scavenger hunt, which sounded cool. And so, and I realized that Ella was taking this really hard because she knows how important birthdays are to me. And so I'm like, I'm going to have a better attitude. I need to like pull out of this funk. And so on my birthday, um, you know, I woke up early and, you know, and UNZ had put together a really adorable video. And I don't even know what that's, is that like in iPhotos or something? I don't know what the thing is. But the, that's, uh... the, yeah, she's so good she, at She's these. the master of those. She is. She's so good at those. And I just love that. And that was really just the best way to start my day. And then... Well, you um, were... Well, first off, you were impressed that I did remember your birthday. I know. I think it's the first time <laughs> in almost five years that you actually... I mean, you did on Astro Camp, but that's because that was the day we were leaving. So it was like an easy peasy, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, that was a huge, huge perk. And it meant a lot. And especially because you and Tony and I had um, recorded the pod the night before. And I'm just like, well, you know, Tony's pushing to have the pod on or record on Sunday. And I'm like, no one knows it's my birthday. And I'm not going to be the jerk that says like, well, maybe we could record not on my birthday, but it's fine. Um, so anyway, I did get excited about that. And then I just was drinking my, I was sitting outside having a cup of coffee and I was starting to get some you know, I have some early riser friends. And so I didn't think it was weird. You know, I heard from Janine and she has littles. And I think I heard from Jolyn. And then right after that, like not very long after, um, Jolyn called and I went out front. Uh, I don't know why. I don't, I don't remember. I think someone called me out front. But anyway, I went out to the front and Jolyn, you know, Copenhaver and Bonham and Coach Thomas all had come in their cars and we sat outside on my driveway and they brought Starbucks, which you, I, you know, this, you and I have this Starbucks routine. And since the pandemic, um, I have, I, you know, I had not had a Starbucks for, you know, quite some time at that point. I think it had been like two weeks. And so that was really, really cool. But at that point, we had been so isolated because I had just come back from California not that long ago, you know, prior. And there we were very much stuck indoors. And then, you know, here we came back and immediately sheltered in place and had been. And so I was not seeing anyone and um, nor, nor did I expect to see anyone. And so when I walked out, I was super 
you know, that was really, really overwhelming to me, but just so special. And, uh, and we just sat and we just talked for, I don't even know, like hours. And, um, you know, that is probably like one of my favorite parts, like just those two things alone, starting my morning with the video and then that time. And I was like, this is my favorite birthday. And I've been to Australia for a big birthday. And like, this was still my favorite birthday. And uh, so, you know, that was cool. And then I sat out back. It was a beautiful day that day and sat out back with Sam. And I just, you know, music is a big thing for me. I, I just I need music in my life. And I just brought my speaker out there and I just sat there for hours and hours reading a book and listening to music and just sitting with Sam and just chatting. And Ella was baking a cake and it was just like such a great day. And then from scratch, you forgot to mention she made it from scratch. She made it from scratch. And you know, she's been baking up a storm and I, what's just really cool. Like there's things that you teach your kids and I like, I legit taught my kids about baking. Like I'm serious about baking and I want them to do it right. And so I would teach Ella over and over and over and like be pretty meticulous about it. And now she's like, she just tackles that all the time. And it just, it really makes me so proud of her. So I don't remember, but it was like, I figured that I figured that I was going to be doing something with my family. I think they said like three or something. And so, you know, mind you, I hadn't showered or anything. And I was like, yeah, maybe she could shower. Um, And that was pretty (laughs) much, you know, gave me no direction about what to wear or anything. I mean, I didn't know. And so I'm thinking, well, what does it matter? Like, it's just us. And, you know, if it's Zoom, you just have to be, you know, something waist up and like nobody knows. So, um so anyway, I went downstairs and, you know, Sam insisted on blindfolding me and he wanted me to walk down the stairs blindfolded. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care what's at the end of these stairs. I am not walking down these stairs blindfolded. Like that's not happening. So I would like to make it like to future birthdays. And so anyway, that was the compromise. I would, you know, do that, you know, have it just at the end. And then came in to the living room and you know I get the blindfold off and I I still don't even know I still don't even know how many people but it was this zoom and it had I mean definitely at least 40 people but I think some I a lot of people because all there were all these windows but then I had like there were multiple people in a lot of those windows so it was so many people in my life like so a lot of family um, and my mom's from a really big family and, and then all, like just so many of my closest friends. And it was like, I said, even though my family immediately thought I was way weird and like dark, but I said it was like being at my own funeral. That's how it felt. But in like a really cool, positive way, because it's all these people, like there's people that never have met each other and nor probably will ever Um, and you're just all in one space and it's like seeing all these people that have made a huge impact in your life all in one place and then just feeling so much love because people had to take the time to like show up at this random thing. Like, you know, people don't have to do that and time is a gift, you know, 
people's time as a gift. And so it was extremely overwhelming, extremely overwhelming. And I am not, you know, I didn't used to be a crier, but I don't know who I am anymore. And I, I'm super emotional now. And it was one of the most humbling, special things for me to see so many people that I care about just in one space. And it was awkward because I, you can't talk to everyone, you know, like you can't really talk to anyone. And so, but you want everyone to feel valued and seen and all that. So it's just really like, you just have to take it in for what it is. And then that has to be it because you can't possibly have a conversation in that, you know, forum, even though I tried, but I was like, I just, I can't. Um, but it was, it was just one of those things that I will, and the thing about it though, is from that, you know, like now my family, they do a Zoom. This is, again, my mom's family. So siblings, at Sunday, 3.30, every Sunday, they get on a Zoom meeting and everybody is, whoever wants to jump in. And, and I have like, there's 30 cousins. And then now those cousins are married and they have kids. And so it's like this ginormous, huge group of people. And you don't know who's going to get on each week. And it's just a really spectacular thing to come out of all of this and you know that's just been one of my favorite parts of it you sound like a ben harper quote time is a gift and it truly it really is and you know it was so cool to be sitting there and just watch you just to be overcome by emotion and you're pointing out these different things and you're just losing your mind and i think uh parents out there can blame your family for uh up in the creativity bar there and you know, kind of really taking it to the next level there. So I thought that was a truly amazing thing. Janet was uh, trying to encourage me to hit those high notes. And I, I don't want all these strangers being like, who is that singing? Like, was that guy serious? Like, and then you'd be like, totally. Um, so, yes, that would have been, I would have known exactly who as well. Would have been good. Yeah, so, so Janet was trying to, but you know, and like all these parents are doing so many cool things just this past week. We've, we've done two uh, parade birthday parties and, you know, I'm like freaked out about this stuff. Like when I see someone on the path, I go like 10 feet off the path. Like my kids are wearing masks, um, you know, so like I, I just hope people like take this serious because they just, they just don't understand how dangerous this is. And I, I read where in New York City, 21 teachers have passed away. And it's like those are 21 teachers that are not going to be in their classroom next year, you know, with their kids. And this is just so serious. It just, it just kills me, you know? And, um, so it's hard, you know, and, you know, so I'm trying to do everything I can to, to be as safe as possible. And we, we've had some talks and we actually saw each other last Friday. Um, you brought some S bucks over, um, and you had to drop some stuff off and you're like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, make sure you have a, your mask. And you're like, are you serious? I'll just stay away. I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, this is so serious. Like, you need to have a mask on. And, and you wore your mask the whole time. And, you know, and I said, I was like, oh, you know, like you said, time is a gift. I was like, you forget, like, you know, what we take for granted. Because me and you, we live like a, less than a mile away. We're like, oh, let's pop in. Let's do this. And um, so it was just nice to have that human side to everything. But also being socially responsible and um you know i was like of course we're gonna wear a mask i'm like i'm like this is so serious like and uh so it was just it was just fun and i just i just hope people really understand how dangerous this is and how 
you know, it just, it kind of breaks my heart of how many people are going out in public, you know, that have the virus and they're infecting others and by not wearing a mask. And these companies are doing so many great things in terms of protecting and being clean and creation. So, um, so yeah, it was just, you know, it was cool to see you and it just is cool to understand of like, you know, and you've been like the biggest person about this all telling me, you know, and, you know, I just, it's, uh, it's just, it's hard to process everything, you know? Well, it is. And now I think, I think we have distorted, we have a distorted perspective and we've been privileged enough to, um, be under the radar in a lot of ways. And so I think that, you know, I told you today I had to pop into fries and the people, those of us wearing, you know, a mask or something covering our face, it was like, there were like for every one of us, there were six to seven people not wearing them. And, and I think that we have this mentality. Um, first of all, well, I feel fine. You know, people are like, I, I feel fine. I'm not sick. And, you know, the tough part is, is that there's, there's a good chance that there's a lot of people walking around that feel fine, you know, but that don't know they've been exposed and that they are, could actually pass it on. And, you know, I think, I know nobody is malicious. I think it's scary for people. Um, and so it's easier to pretend like everything's fine or to downplay it. And so I know, and I know that people are stir crazy. So parents are kind of, there's a lot of parents having kids, you know, like, okay, fine. You can go out here, here, and here. However, you know, it's every time they go someplace, it's an extra exposure. And so it is, it is tough. And I know that you and I, neither one of us are sitting here thinking like, it's easy to do that. However, it's, it's the responsible thing to do. That's, that's just unfortunately where we are. And um, it's helpful for everyone to be on the same page so that, because we're all on the same team. We all want this to pass. We're all equally affected and it just, we need it to be in all of us on the same team kind of thing, you know? I agree. And, you know, and that's a hard thing for a first and third grader, but it's just so many great life conversations I've had with them talking about contact and if they see like kids together they're like oh my goodness are those siblings do you think they're related are they family and so it just it's just been not fun I mean not fun it's just I just love talking to my kids and talking about the importance and I just don't know why people would put people at risk you know for this and you know when we're like they're not going to close the schools we'll be back you know it's hard to process this is you know, four weeks ago, you know, four weeks ago and it's, it's everywhere, you know, and schools are, you know, they're done for the year. You know, the other thing is, is like how you say it, it's scary. It's scary because we're just, we're inconvenienced, right? This is an inconvenience, but this is life and death. Like there's people battling and there's, there's real danger there. And, um, you know, and I think that that's not to make things scary and, and dramatic, but it's a real thing, you know, and I think that it feels far away and it feels 
them, not us. And I think that that is a, a wrong perception. And, um, you know, like for us, we're spawn the school year is, is ended, but, uh, you know, not class, you know, where we can't get in there. However, if I can know that every one of my students, every kid at SV, every kid in Deer Valley, like every kid in, like, if I can know that from this, we're going to save all these lives, then I'm super bummed, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And that's what we need to do. And I mean, this is our way to protect our community. It's our way of protecting people. And that's, I guess, to the oldest, everyone in between, because you know, it, it, it affects everyone. And I think that it's, um, you know, we keep thinking of the loss and there is so much, but look at what people are like losing like that. Uh, the John Krasinski thing, like you look at those people. Yes. Like, uh, you know, I would love to hear more from him about, so anybody that hasn't seen his show that, um, some good uh, news, some, some good news. Yeah. And it just made me so sure, happy today. I know. It, and, and like I, was, I was down in the dumps and I know you were like, I was in the down. I mean, I was down and I was like, and me and the kids popped it on and like, they were just smiling and you said you had to go for a walk. You're like, I gotta get my mind right. But, but everyone needs to just watch that and, you know, go on with your story. I just, no, I just love, and that's uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, we're big office fans, especially him. And the thing is, is that he probably was struggling with similar things to us. He's probably feeling those same things. He's seeing those same things. And he took action and thought, you know, we just need some good news. We just need some good news because it's so overwhelmingly like scary and sad and and stressful and, uh, you know, on a multitude of levels. Um, and so what he did is such a gift and it's so small, you know, it's such a small thing that is huge. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. Do you know, the other one that you didn't see, um, is I'm really bad about how to say his name, but you know, the guy that wrote Hamilton, Lynn. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Okay. So that's better. Um, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, his last one. Oh, that, that's better. Yeah. So his the last one, he, he surprised this super fan, this girl, and he had the whole cast sing the first number on Zoom to like with her. And then it was like all this, these things that are like, you know, it's bringing some joy. So obviously it brought so much joy to that girl. But then, you know, other people are watching and they're just, they're like, oh my gosh, like that was impactful. And in these little moments, like celebrating the stupid little things like that. I don't know why I keep going back to those two things at each video, but the throwing the laundry into her, her washer and, you know, trying to make all those baskets. And then the guy unloading his dishwasher in less than a minute. But I just thought those are the things that are keeping us sane. And then Joe Buck, like doing, and Joe Buck, like announcing it, like a play-by-play. He was hilarious. Like he was legitimate hilarious. And I just, I got so much out of that. And 
Um, and I know other people do too. And, you know, it's just those things. It's those things that we have to all, how you were saying, I want to say you said it on announcements when I was doing it, when I was putting them together today, you said something like there's three things that you're trying to do. And one of them was like, brighten someone's day every day or is it something like that you guys yeah. were talking about your family thing yeah, try to make someone's day and um i just thought that is such a beautiful thing to focus on to be intentional and focus on because all these things you know like we just it's it's a like you you use this phrase all the time it's a marathon a sprint and what we're in right now it is a marathon it has been long it's gonna go long and it needs to, because it's important and um, you can't rush it. It is what it is. And so because it's a marathon, you need to continue to get that, the, you know, your second wind, your third wind, you need people to be part of that and to help you say, hang in there. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And uh, it's all those little things that could just make you smile or, you know, I don't know. It's just all of that. Yeah, and going back to like your birthday party, you know, the coolest thing that came out of it, like you said, you've reconnected, like, you know, like with your friends in Georgia and you guys had such a good time kind of reconnecting. And uh, last week, uh, uh, a week before, my wife was actually with a couple of her roommates from college she connected with, but then I, I was with uh, some of my buddies from college and it was just so fun, you know, I was like, that would have never happened, you know, all of us together like in five different states, like all over the place. And just, you know, for like hours and hours, just laughing and, you know, talking about things. And, uh, you know, then, you know, people are putting kids to bed. It's three hours difference. They're like, man, the sun's still up there, you know? And uh, it, it was just, you know, just one of those things that, you know, it just, it warms your heart because we would have never connected in this way because of this. And uh, two of my buddies, we were, you know, we stayed up just talking about kids and um, we're like, this is how it was always like, we were like the last three up and um, you know, we're just, just belly laughing, you know, and just like, you know, just from the bottom of your belly, like, Oh, you just heard my voice crack. Cause it's just so fun. And um, there's just so much good in it, you know? And, um, and talk about like the impact that connecting with your Georgia friends. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, I was so, I was just so happy that you had that opportunity because it just, um, you know, it, it's not connect. It's, allowing, you know, time is tough for teachers and, uh, you know, things we mean to connect or, or maybe there's something that's a little bit off in our friendship and then you don't mend it and then you don't go back to it. And so I feel like there's all these opportunities that we have to reset and, you know, with you and your friends to be able to like reconnect and like, you want to keep that going. You want to continue that on. And same with projects. You know, I, I lived in Georgia for seven years and I lived in Illinois and then now I live here and right when we here, then shortly after I threw the for my master's in the teaching thing, which is, you know, it does not leave you a ton of free time. And which, which I told so, you, which I, I didn't you did. warn you about. You did. I was you like, did. I was like, yeah. good luck keeping those friends in the loop there. It is tough. And, um, and so you know, I've been fine. I mean, I have, 
I have a lot of friends and that's the thing is like, um, you know, I was, I was doing okay. It's just, and I, this birthday thing, I saw them and they reconnect. Uh, it has been because I probably would have let that just die off and because, you know, you're busy and you, you move on and, and the things that they're going through and things that they share. And first of all, and I, it sounds like same for you. It's just that you've invested in friendships. It's like no time passed. And so you can pick up where you left off and, and yeah, maybe you have to stay like, and you were a jerk because you disappeared. And like, I heard that, you know, and that's tough, but you, you, take your lumps and you're like, okay, that's valid. And you know, I'm going to do better. But I realized it, it's allowed me to kind of regain some of these things that I, I really lo- I really loved. And I think I would have had regret. I mean, I do, I think I, I would have been fine and I would have moved on, but I think years from then, you know, had I just left those in the dust, I would have been like, man, I really cared about those people. And, and I do have regret and I'm glad we don't, to do that glad that we have the opportunity to say like okay you know there this was worth it and you know we were given this amazing reset button that a bunch of us have been able to hit and it's like a what a gift like you would yeah. never have thought that would come out of this yeah I totally agree uh, my buddy Shannon uh, you know he was one of the groomsmen in my wedding and you know, like with life and kids and I'm pretty close to Vegas and his best friend lives in Vegas. And just like one time with kids, you know, I, I just chose staying home with my wife and the kids as opposed to going on this trip. And, you know, I just kind of blew them off, you know, and just, you know, you just feel awful about that, you know, and just, you know, I flaked on this trip. Um, and, you know, it was just, you know, so cool. And then like, also like I used to be like our college football, um, fantasy football commissioner, and like, I would do like all these write-ups for the first couple of weeks, like making all these jokes about things that happened in college and like the teams and like everything. And then like, uh, I don't know, something happened. I, I was ousted as the commissioner, which I've like told me many times, like to the point like where they like, they like, uh, they took the password of the league. They actually kicked me out and then they want to invite me in. I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. And like, you know, so like, it was just so funny to like laugh about these moments and you know, and be like, next time you got to be there. And to know that, like, you know, like you said, um, you know, there's not a lot of time. What was your quote? You know, you know, time is precious or something. Yeah. Time is a gift. I mean, just time time is a gift. Yeah. And uh, so it was just, you know, it was just so fun um, to have those moments and and to laugh about it and, you know, and, and, and to regret, you know, and, and I apologize and, um and you know and just you forget like what your actions have to people at times you know well and but, you know oh sorry sorry go ahead no uh, i'm just saying and just like you know to, to end the night like you know um with my buddy clancy and hammer it was uh you know it was just it was this would have never happened because unless this was going on in our country Sort of. This is true. However, one thing I say about this is we all have, like, well, I shouldn't say we all. Hopefully, all of us will have these opportunities, like a Clancy Hammer opportunity, right? <laughs> uh, but you have to choose to show up. Like, you have to choose to say, you know what? This is important to me, too. And I'm going to 
I want to be there. Um, you have to make the time to do it. And you have to be willing to go through that awkward like I'm kind of like, I kind of had these things that I could have done better. And, you know, it's maybe it's on both sides, but, you know, I go through willing to go and do that and now commit that time. And not everybody's going to do that. And I think that they should. I hope people, I hope there's at least one person that listens and says like, I want to out to someone. This has been on my heart and my mind. And like, I'm going to take this as a sign that I should reach out. Um, it's not, doesn't just happen right I mean it's an opportunity but you have to like actually act on it and if you do I think that most of us are gonna have these like wow like that was incredible moment you know I concur I concur well with that we gotta wrap it up here we're getting close or I think we're over our 60 minutes but I want I want to share this last moment here and me and you are always talking about how important science STEM in general is for our kids' future and try to get them excited and try to do as many engaging things to take those classes in high school and college and pursue this as a career. And, you know, we're, I mean, tech is our life, you know, and putting it in the kids' hands and doing all these things. And, you know, we're big into 3D printing and, and creating things. And one of the coolest things was a 12 year old from Canada, um, a local hospital, asked them to create something to take the pressure off you know, uh, healthcare workers that have these things around, you know, have the mask around their ears all day. So he's 12 years old and he created um, this ear guard that kind of goes on the back um, and the mask touches on there and it relieves that pressure from the back of um, on your ears all day. His name's Quinn Callender. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, but this is like sparked people all over the world like making these ear guards and getting their 3d printers going and another uh canadian company inksmith created the canadian shield and so what they're building is visors so like healthcare workers uh can have a laser cut like you know clear plastic shield on there and we're seeing these like real world things going on with 3d printing and how it's having that impact i even 3d printed like a little hook thing where i can type in my debit number open doors without touching it I love that thing. I'm not even embarrassed about it. I was like, I was like, if I ever touch anything, I bring that thing with me. Uh, and it's just so cool, like what they're doing. And, and the Dysart, the superintendent at Dysart, you know, called out DVSD and Peoria. And, um, you know, we should have been leading this, you know, I don't know what we we're thinking of like, being like, we need to get on this. And it was just so cool. Dr. Finch was just so on board. He's like, all right, one day we're going to start this. We're going to set the I challenge. I love that. And, yeah. you know, kudos to Shelly and Tony. I mean, I sent them a text at uh, probably 7.05 today. I'm like, I'm like, we need to do this. Like, you know, who do we have to ask for them? And they're like, go get the 3D printers, get your PLC. And they're just so excited. I'm like, yes, yes, I will. And, you know, I, I went up there, kept my kids in the car, grabbed my 3D printers. And I, I printed 15 of those uh, ear guards today that were you know, as a PLC. We're trying to get more teachers and track and get kids involved um, at home. Uh, to do this as well and share this file and a 12 year old started this a 12 year old started this and it's truly amazing what this thing does the PLA bends there and um, it's just you know so cool that we work in a district that supports this and um, you know I feel like we're doing our part my wife works in healthcare, so uh, this whole thing is very near and dear to our family's heart and 
so to be able to give back some way and to know like, you know, what we're doing with the things we've been afforded with technology and, uh, you know, those 3D printers are just sitting there idle and you said, oh, it must feel so good to hear that sound to get them going. I'm like, I know it was the best. Yeah. I mean, like that is, and you're right, like opportunity to show like everyone, like this is not, STEM is not just STEM, right? It's not like just a fancy thing. It's like, this is applicable to the world that we live in. And here's one beautiful example, like just this 3D printing. Now, because this kid engineered this thing, now we can produce it. And now it's going to have this impact like that around the world. Like that is crazy. And it's free, you know, and and, and it's free, you know, file sharing, but tip your designer, tip your designer. I mean, I'm this kid deserves, I mean, you know, I don't know what the big prizes, but he deserves something. And Inksmith is also doing amazing things. And it's, it's just so cool how, you know, 3d printing is having such an impact on this. And, you know, I just feel honored to be a part of it, a small, small part of it. And to you know, I talk about my PLC, how important my PLC is to me. And to get them, I'm like, Tony and Shelly said yes. And I'm like, we're doing this. I'm like, get them. And like, literally, like, you know, all of a sudden, everyone has their 3D printers in their house. I got the file. Like, Liz is FaceTiming me today. And um, it's, it's, it's just a powerful time that, you know, we'll have to always look back and really remember, you know, what we went through as teachers, as parents, as spouses. Uh, and what we did to give back to others. And I, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And um, I'm just so proud, you know, you know, to, to work with you, to work in Deer Valley, Dr. Finch supporting these um, ambitious goals at every opportunity. And kudos to the Dysart superintendent for calling us out as well. So uh, a big shout out to him. Yeah, that was cool. I, I mean, it's what it's all about, you know. This is the time for action. So, yeah, and you know, as we always say, as we kind of come down to this, and you know, I think we've been doing a great job of trying to pump up the positivity through announcements, but also try to educate people about the importance of social distancing and why we're doing this. So we kind of have our voice there, but it's been so cool how many more schools are doing the announcements, even though they're not in there. And um, I. I I'm truly honored that, you know, more and more schools are, are doing that. My friend Jackie, I told her how proud I am of her. I'm like, this is so awesome. It's so great. I, I think this is truly um, such a cool thing for us to kind of get our message out there and to tell people, you know, stay home, stay home. Now, as we always say, if you can be anything in the world, be kind people. Now, if you loved hearing stories about our Zooms for birthdays, if you loved hearing about Mrs. Schofield talking about this video, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the Nailed It Wall will be downloaded to your phone. Now, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me on Twitter. You can hear an audio of Mrs. Schofield talking about how she'll never wear a fanny pack. That has changed people. Also, if you follow, oh, you can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive pond.